George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into another exciting edition of the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds, Wealth Manager and Chief Tax Strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management, serving you here in Southeast PA from his office in Lansdale. Uh, You can check us out online at prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or whatever platform of choice you like to use for podcasting. It's become more and more popular all the time, even with our demographic, which is retirees and pre-retirees, more folks are tuning into podcasts versus traditional and conventional radio, Uh, whether you're Bluetoothing your phone to your car and listening to things that way, or putting in some earphones while you're gardening, or uh, maybe practicing some golf swings, or whatever it is, you can get your fix of George as we talk about the world of investing, finance, and retirement. And George, my friend, welcome in. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great, but things are going to get better, I'm sure. Well, good. That's always good to hear. And I hope that you're continuing to be on the mend from uh, the trip to Fiji, from not only emotionally, because you had such a good time, but also physically. Hope things are getting better. Oh, things are getting better every single day. Very, very cool. I'm always good to hear that. Well, listen, I have got a jam-packed podcast for you this week, so I'm going to dive right into some stuff. I wanted to kick it off, George, with a headline I saw a couple weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it because you were having a good time there in Fiji, and I wanted to discuss your thoughts on this. McDonald's, as you know, there was a lot of talk all last year about the wage increase, people working at places like McDonald's wanting the $15 an hour and all that kind of stuff. Well, McDonald's says they are discontinuing their lobbying efforts to fight those minimum wage increases. So my question to you is when a major corporation like this is backing off, is that a sign that higher wages for workers across the board really are becoming more of an inevitability? Well, I'm sorry I got to step up on my soapbox. Go for box, it. But I won't your show. be here very long. But this is one of the things that really aggravates me about today's politicians. They're all from academia or they've been in politics too long. They never had paper routes. They never bust tables or waited tables. And they don't really know where money, wealth, or jobs come from. And uh, I was in a McDonald's recently, and I probably haven't been in one in several years. I kind of swore it off, but because I was going away for two weeks and eating nothing but raw vegetables, I splurged and went to McDonald's. And I was surprised they have a kiosk in there, and you order by kiosk. And if you don't want to do that, there's one person there, and they will take your order. But it's a, generally a, seemed like a senior person, like a manager that would take it. And you did everything from paying to ordering everything. And it was very methodical and very quick. And what we're going to find is higher wages, but for fewer people, that a lot of people are going to get laid off because of this. And what they don't understand is that no one was ever supposed to live on minimum wage. Minimum wage is only there 
for people that are just starting out. So, uh, you know, a 16-year-old doesn't need to pay for a family, shouldn't be uh, having car insurance and all the other expenses of an adult. If you want to get more income, you got to create more value. It's as, as plain as that. No matter what your chosen career is, if you want more money, you've got to create more value. And they leave that out. And it's the most important lesson that people can get from working in McDonald's or, or some other place. So that's it. I'm off of my soapbox, but uh, <laughs> it's going to end up with fewer jobs. Yeah. You know, I kind of agree with you here, George. I think that sometimes when these, when folks are making the argument for a higher living wage and, and I'll do my own little quick soapbox. I get it. I really, really do. Cause we were all younger once and we were all, you know, working at, at low paying jobs once, but have you thought it through, you know, in the case of McDonald's, you know, they're going to just do more and more automation. Uh, more and more companies are going that way anyway, which means they're just going to phase out those jobs and, or the price of everything goes up. So you're almost really right back to where you were before. And now it's just increased higher, you know, prices for, the products, for example, McDonald's is going to charge more, you know, um, and groceries are going to go up because the trucking costs are going to go up and so on and so forth. And it can be very cyclical. So, yeah, I think it's a fine line and we'll see how things play out. But maybe we'll talk another time on the podcast about automation in the workforce because that is continuing to ramp up and more and more jobs are going to be taken away through uh, robotics and things of that nature. But we'll save that for another time. For now, let's... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about that. I've, got, I've had a couple of different sessions in Palm Beach and in Fiji with a couple futurists and the way they describe the future is absolutely amazing very, with things very like cool. artificial intelligence and self-driving cars and trucks as well as with the healthcare that, yeah. that's uh, on the horizon growing bioidentical organs and don't die of anything stupid over the next couple of years because things are going to be amazing. Oh yeah. Well look but at the, look at the limbs right? for the economy. Yeah. Look at the, look at the prosthetics, how we've come so far with those and they're continuing on with that to where, you know, you're going to have, you can have a prosthetic limb now that allows you to be stronger than you ever would have been naturally, you know? So lots of different things kind of coming down the way there, but we'll, we'll table that for another time. Cause we could get off onto another tangent. <laughs> so let's, let's, uh, let's jump into our main topic here for this week. Did you ever used to go fishing, George? maybe with a with your dad or grandfather or something like that oh yes absolutely i from my youngest memories i remember going fishing with my dad and my grandfather yeah, my, me as well. And I, I never got it when I was younger, but I remember my dad used to say we'd go fishing. And of course, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes you get bored easily and you get distracted easily or you can't decide what you want to do. And he would always say, son, you either got to fish or cut bait. And it took me a long time to realize what he was talking about. And you know, after a time, I kind of got you know more comfortable with that. And basically, it just means, look, when you're stuck on a decision, you got to choose to do something, right? You either choose to fish or you choose to cut the bait and move on. So let's talk a little bit about some financial decision-making and how we can kind of get stuck and we need a little help to get us unstuck. And the first place, George, is the fact that there's just so many dang decisions to make when it comes to the financial process that people do kind of freeze. Yeah. There's a time management expert, David Allen, wrote a, a great book called Getting Things Done. And he talks about making decisions that way and, and getting overwhelmed. And he says that there are open loops in our head. He says the smart part of our brain is stuck in now and has all these things in there at once. But you can cure 80% of that by just simply writing down the things that you need to figure out. 
So whether it's a timing of retirement or having an asset allocation plan or something with taxes, if you just write these things down, that'll take care of 80% of any sense of overwhelm. And then you can go at them very, very methodically. And if you want to get rid of the other 20%, all you have to do is then prioritize the list, one, two, three, four, and so on. Right. So that's a, a good way to kind of get started when you're finding yourself stuck, because when you're thinking about there's so many decisions to make, you know, Social Security, when to take it, spousal benefits for pensions, you know, investing for growth, investing for income, yada, yada, yada. It's certainly understandable. And so what people do is they turn, especially nowadays, we can turn to the Internet and start doing some research, which is a good idea to do some research. But then that creates kind of another problem because now you just get slapped with so much information that you get that paralysis by analysis and you in some ways don't even know what to do now because there's too much data. Yes. And uh, we've really made some my office over the last several years on kind of actually creating a process to help people make better decisions. And on my desk, there are three wooden blocks and one says concepts, one says design and the other says details. And the problem that people run into is they start with the details block. They try to keep in, in their head all the different numbers that go into a decision. But as I, I put in my first book, uh, a quote from uh, Roy Disney, when values are clear, decisions are easy. And the first thing that we do is focus on, on the concept. You know, what is a good retirement? How much are you going to need? When are you going to need it? And then we design a plan around that. And then we fill in only the details that are relevant at that point, rather than try to keep all of the possible details in our head at the same time. And sometimes when people get stuck, I'll pick up that details block and I'll throw it across the room. And then whenever <laughs> they start to wander off track, then I just kind of point to the block and they laugh and, and we get focused on what they, on the answers they really want to find. Well, George, do you find that people sometimes just suffer from a basic general confusion and that's why they get stuck on financial decisions? Like for me, math was never my strong suit. And so a lot of people just kind of get hung up there and they say, well, you know what, finances and money, it's just generally confusing. And so they basically just don't make any decision because they're afraid to. Yeah. And if they were considering any other subject, they'd be fine. When I was at Wealth Mastery, there were so many really brilliant people. But they said when the topic of mon money comes up, they just freeze. They've got too much attached to it. They convince themselves that they just don't understand it. And they stick their head in the sand and ignore everything about it and hope that it'll all work out because they just don't want to think about it. They're just too confused. Yeah. No. And I imagine that that same problem kind of parlays into similar folks who just don't like to talk about their money. Now, I imagine as a financial advisor, you probably have seen these people and they come in and they say, look, we know we need help, but we're just uncomfortable talking about our, our money. How do you work through that, George? Well, it's funny because I have uh, some family members that they would talk about sex much sooner than they would about money. They, they right. think it's a very dirty subject. But this is where my background as a, a life planner and as a time management expert, this is where it really comes in to get people to talk about the things that really matter to them and get focused on that. And then we fill in what's the appropriate finances. So they don't really have to talk about the money until we get out what they really want to do. And then that's where I come in and I give them very specific advice. And then we discuss if, you know, if they need to see alternatives and but never start with money, never start with the numbers, really for anyone. And just focus on your values and then your goals, and then things will proceed pretty well. 
Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Prosper yeah. Podcast with George McReynolds. We're talking about, uh, well, fish or cut bait, really. Sometimes when we get stuck on financial decisions, how to hopefully unstick ourselves and move forward. If you want to reach out to George, if you got questions, it's 215-699-1050, your number to call, 215-699-1050. And don't forget to follow us online at prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. And subscribe to us while you're there and checking out some past and future episodes. Final piece here on our topic of uh, financial decisions we get stuck on, George. And this one's understandable to get stuck on. Traumatic life events. Uh, and I'll let you kind of expound on this a little bit, but when you have something major happen, uh, loss of a job, divorce, uh, death, or premature death of a spouse, it takes the emotional toll, which then makes us sometimes either feel like we don't know how to make a decision financially, or we maybe rush to a financial decision and get us ourselves into some trouble. Uh, is it okay to try to postpone those decisions sometimes so that you have time to think about it? I've been through this myself, and I had a brother, and within six months, my sister died, and in between, my friend and mentor died, and oh, wow. both parents were out on disability. and. It's just overwhelming when, especially when you're the patriarch and everyone's looking to you for the answers. And it's, it could be a real struggle. And the way to do it is to focus on what's important. And I have a habit now called the Sunday box. And throughout the week, as anything comes in, it goes in this wicker box, a uh, nice wicker box, and it's uh, just off the dining room. And everything that comes through, I just put in there. And what I discovered before was things would get scattered. You know, you pick up the mail, you you come in the foyer, you leave some of it there, some of it in the kitchen, some of it in the office. But everything that comes in, I glance through it. Is there anything urgent? And then everything else goes in the Sunday box. And then on Sunday, I go through the box very methodically, throwing out 90% of it and then creating a, a file pile and a to-do pile. But anything that was really urgent, I identified that as I was going through it. And that really, even if you have to, there, I probably there, there are times where I didn't even look at the Sunday box for a month because I knew there was nothing pressing in there. And <laughs> I think it's a great way to deal with it. You don't see it as a financial problem. It's an emotional problem. It's a health problem. And you have to do everything to allow yourself some focus because this is what will support your ability to follow through and everything else, your financial decisions. Well, really good information here today on the podcast with George McReynolds talking about sometimes how we can get stuck on financial decisions. And sometimes you just got to fish or cut bait. Uh, if you've uh, grandparents went fishing, you'll, you'll probably know that term, that phrase. So I think we're going to finish it off, George, here this week with a fun little topic. I got a getting to know you question. And um, it's just kind of simple. I know you like to do, I know you like music and concerts and things. This is about movies. Is there a movie out there that you can watch multiple times, but still enjoy it every time you see it? Yes. There's a movie that I watch every year on my birthday since I was 40. Uh, Mr. Destiny, Jim Belushi, Rene Russo, uh, Linda Hamilton, John Lovett. Uh, I had a horrible, horrible 40th birthday. My car broke down in the uh, toll booth at Mid-County. And so the wiring burned up. And it was just a horrible day. And I got home eventually, and I was just filled with regret. And if only, if only, if only something, you know, if I'd only stayed in West Point, if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that. And then uh, somehow I came across Mr. Destiny and that's what the whole movie is about. Oh, it's also Michael Caine is, is one of the stars. He is Mr. Destiny. Okay. And it just really helped me keep things in perspective 
So every year on my birthday, I watch it. I've kept up with it from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray, and they even <laughs> have it downloaded in digital. But it just really helps you fix your perspective. Well, there you go. So that's our Getting to Know You. That's our show. That's our podcast this week with George McReynolds. And George, as always, we appreciate your time. Make sure that you check him out online at prosperpodcast.com and subscribe to the program there. Get your dose of George and uh, keep getting this information in as we talk about these things. When you come across a useful nugget or two, something that piques your interest, don't hesitate to reach out to George and let him know. Have a conversation. Get on the counter. Come in and sit down and talk with him. 215-699-1050. That's 215-699-1050. 1050. You can find George at his office in Lansdale, and he serves uh, the southeastern PA area. George, my friend, thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk next week. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Prosper Podcast. We'll catch you next time here with George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.